Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to the live podcast of Fright Talk. And tonight is January 29th, 2021. You're here with Billy B.J. Jones and... I'm Nadine Taps. And we are the Fright Talk guys, where we talk about everything horrific and suspenseful. Nadine, it's good to see you, great brother. How are you doing? Are you ready for some frightfully good stuff? I am always ready for some frightfully good stuff. It's great to see you too, my friend. It is. It's this great. It's a great year. We've already on our third episode. Can you believe this? Our third episode of 2021. Wow. And, and folks, if you want to listen to us at any time or talk to us, you are listening to us now. <laughs> if you'd like to talk to us uh, during this live podcast, you can call us at 347-539-5372. Again, that's 347-539-5372. And then if you'd like to inbox us with your questions, comments, or requests, you can do that at Fright Talk, um, Fright Talk Guys at gmail.com, right, Nadine? And also, mm-hmm. I got everyday folks listen at gmail.com open. Nadine has N-T-A-B-S-C-H on Instagram open. He got Fright Talk at Fright Talk open <laughs> on Instagram. I mean, my goodness. We got everything open. We're totally, and we're open to your ideas, and we thank you for your love in sharing some of your exciting um, snippets of stories that we're going to hopefully read tonight live on the air that's right and you know what billy you when you were talking and giving the intro i just realized this is show number lucky number 13 <laughs> i this didn't even think of that number 13 that's right show number 13. you see i love the so, numerology isn't it awesome i know <laughs> cool. so billy we're talking about something that i feel and I, we were talking about this before the show a topic that I feel many, if not everybody, can relate to. Because the truth is that everybody has dreams or nightmares. The difference is, do you actually remember them? And some people do remember them, and some don't. But everybody does dream, whether you remember it or not. And so in our research, I looked up what's considered a nightmare. So what do we consider a nightmare? Is it something, mm-hmm. the type of dream we wake up gasping from? But by definition, any dream that invokes anxiety, fear, or sadness is technically considered a nightmare. Mm, mm, that's interesting. And so, because obviously, if it's not good, it has to be bad. <laughs> and of course, the, the word itself, now you got me thinking about it, when you look at the origin of the word, a nightmare, right? Something that obviously occurs in a, a dream or a vision at night, right? And so it's super cool that that definition really defines, because not everything has to be scary, right, when it, when it goes to be in a nightmare. I'm, and, and, and I'm sure tonight we'll, we'll talk about our versions of them. And we encourage you listeners, if you're listening live, to talk about yours, share yours. We do have a little caveat to it, though. And if you, if you send in or have sent in your short stories or excerpts of nightmares, please make sure they're 40 words or fewer so that way we're able to get the gist of your story online, on, on the air. And of course, you can send your questions too. So Nadim, I got a question for you and I want to ask All you right. this question. And I okay. want to ask questions like, what's your, what was the worst nightmare, things like that. But do right. you have nightmares? Do you have yes. nightmares regularly? Um, I don't know what regularly would be, mm-hmm. uh, 
do I have a nightmare? Maybe, I don't know, a couple every two weeks or so. I do. Okay. I do have nightmares. So I do have nightmares. Um, I don't know what's considered regular or often. Sometimes mm-hmm. I'll go with right. one nightmare. Sometimes I do. And sometimes I'll wake up thinking to myself, okay, I know I just had something that frightened me, but I can't really, like in my dream, right, or, or nightmare, but I can't really recall what it was. I know I didn't like the feeling. I woke up, you know, kind of heart racing type of thing. So I know that's something I do vaguely remember, but mm-hmm. I don't remember the exact details of it. But yes, I do have nightmares. And yes, I would assume that they're often enough. Funny enough, I have a, a friend of mine and she's listening in today and she tells me she has nightmares nightly. Wow. And that's, yeah. That's, that's yeah. I mean, She's obviously a, a strong person, right? Because, right, I mean, right. you can't tell because she has a wonderful personality. You can't tell that she's somebody who has nightmares every day. But according to her, she does. And what about you, Billy? I know it's something that we've experienced, so I'm definitely not going to ask you if you've experienced it because I know you, you must have. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. how often do you experience nightmares if you still do? Rarely. I will say that on, I mean, at, it's so funny because when I go to night, when I go to sleep at night, all I remember is darkness and black, right? And so when I wake up in the next day, I, I rarely do. But I will tell you this. In the times that I do have these things, I sometimes wonder if it has anything to do with what I had ingested the night before, food-wise, in terms of, you know, something spicy. I notice that certain herbs or spices may – and I've I, – listen, and I'm going to say this too. Popeye's chicken, I love it. Don't kill me, Popeyes. I'm not, I, I'm still advocating. I am a loyal customer. Every once in a while, I'm trying to be on my get fine tour in 2021. However, I will say that when I have it on occasion, if I eat too much of it, oh, I'm going to have some crazy wicked stuff going on, and it's not yeah. good. A, I'm going to dream, and B, depending on the, 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 the intensity or the amount I eat, I might have some pretty foul things to, to envision. Yeah, yeah. No and, and you mentioned that because I I think that anybody who who goes to sleep with maybe an upset stomach or indigestion, yeah, I, I wonder if studies have been done that say how much that people have, who've gone to sleep, you know, with an upset stomach have bad dreams. I do think that there's a correlation there, you know, and, mm-hmm. and I'm sure the nightmares are not like biscuits chasing you or anything like that from Popeyes, uh, and if they are, don't run. They're biscuits from Popeyes, but in general. <laughs> I would think that, yeah, there might be a tie in there. I wouldn't disagree. Hey, Nadine, there's so many types of dreams, right? And I want to give a shout out to the Amerisleep website. And they were talking about, they did a poll, and it talks about the most common or most frequent nightmares. And so I'm not going to read them all because I'm sure you have a list of your own as well. But here are some unique ones I've never heard of. Malformation on your body. A nightmare of a malformation on your body or... Um, or car trouble. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um, I didn't know it was common. I, this let's is that see. Kind of dream. Taking or feeling unprepared for an exam. Hmm. hmm. That's interesting. And I'll throw one more. Um, let's see. Waking up late. Like in a dream, waking up late. Yeah, waking up late. Right. Right. You woke up late. Right. And I'm thinking, right. wow, those sound like more reality than nightmares. But then depending on the person, it could be something pretty, pretty uh, impactful for them. Right. If you have a very important meeting the next day or something like that, or you have a, okay. an appointment you can't miss and you're you're late for it, I could see where it would cause you know somebody to be anxious or something like that. Mm-hmm. I did mm-hmm. research and I tried to research uh, nightmares that I felt may be more common. And so one that I've experienced in the past, and I, I know it's a common nightmare, is teeth falling out. So teeth falling out. A lot wow. of people say that if you, uh, you know, uh, have a, a nightmare of teeth coming out, first of all, it's not pleasant. Let me start by saying that, that, that nightmare. Um, but if you have that, some people say, oh, it's related to um, a death or something of that effect. Um, based upon what I looked up, it says if you have a dream of your own teeth falling out, it could be related to some sort of physical insecurity. Really? Now, yeah, yeah, which I mean, I'm, you know, I don't know, I'm, I mean, I'm not perfect, but I'm pretty good. So I'm not sure what it, what it would be, but yeah. for a lot of people, that's, that's what it is, right? So huh. teeth falling out is very mm-hmm. common as well. 
mm-hmm. uh, you know, the, the dreams of being trapped could be with, I, I states people who have a, a phobia of claustrophobia. So you may have that dream as well of being trapped. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Seeing clowns or night in, in your nightmares, if you see clowns and you do not like clowns, because you know many people don't like clowns, uh, it could mean, according to uh, dreamsastromeaning.com, so thank you, uh, which I got a lot of these from, mm-hmm. uh, seeing a clown in your nightmare, if you're scared of them in real life, could mean that there's some sort of threat, outside threat towards you. So your subconscious is maybe feeling that way or, or, or picking up that particular vibe. Mm-hmm. You know, it goes on, bustle.com, uh, you know, if you dream of drowning, if you dream of drowning, it means that you're overwhelmed by your emotions. And, you know, if you dream of death, if you've ever had a dream of a loved one that's passed away or somebody that's passed away, um, according to the same website, the bustle.com, it could be that it's your way of processing grief. So I just wanted to run through a couple of those because I know some of those are very, very common. That's very impressive. I, I, at some of those, I, I mean, the one with the teeth, I never heard that. That's amazing. And I love the fact that you, you brought in the idea from those sites, the interpretations. You reminded me of something. When I was a kid, my grandmother had a dream book. And you could go to like the little corner store in the neighborhood and buy this little dream book and it would tell you how to interpret your dreams. Now, of course, you could do that online. But there was one particular thing. I got a hold of this book when I shouldn't have. So me, mom, you're listening. Sorry, I was up in your stuff. But I will say that one of the things that it was in the book, two things that I remember. If you're dreaming in anything in dreams in general, even if it's a nightmare or not, if you dream of snakes, there's enemies Mm -hmm. in your life. And if you dream of taking a bath, someone you know is going to go away for a long time. And so, and, and then, of course, right beside that, they had the next available predictions of lotto ticket number. So, I mean, so, so but, you know, I'm, I'm not poking fun at folks here, but these nightmares, whatever they are, these subconscious realities, they are, you know, some people would say, hey, maybe there's some indicators or signs that gives some kind of indication to life for the living or behavior or opportunity for the living perhaps, or maybe misfortune. And so I think here's one more thing about um, uh, these, these nightmares and dreaming that takes place. We're, we're told that we're believed to dream a, a hundred times a night, but the ones that even the nightmares included that you remember most are the ones that you have right before you wake up and your post ram right. stage. And right. so, which is why you're so able to recall it. But Nadim, in any of your nightmares, can you vividly recall who was there or you just knew the essence of whatever, if it was a person, if they were there? No, I can vividly recall who was there. Wow. Uh, the ones that I remember. Yeah, I the ones you remember, right, right. I can vividly recall who was there. Um, you know, and again, there, there's, I've had nightmares of people who may be in the nightmare and I could see, visually, I remember what they look like. But I've never met these – in some cases, I've never met these people. These Mm -hmm. are faces I've never seen in my life before, but in my dream, I could vividly see somebody – or in my nightmare, rather. I could vividly see this person's face or people's face, but nobody known to me. And in some cases, it is people known to me. Mm. Fascinating, fascinating. And, folks, I see that you are listening live here, and we're coming up on the first quarter of the hour here for our show We'd love your comments, questions, or requests. Um, our, our phone line is 347-539-5372. That's 347-539-5372. And I already see that some of you are not shy. We're getting some questions, Nadim, already through the inbox here, at least in everyday folks. Listen at gmail.com. There is one. Or guys at gmail.com. We're hitting Nadim up on Instagram. You got it open, folks, on Intaps or on Fright Talk. Uh, Fright Talk guys, I always get that wrong. Right, I should know better. right. and so <laughs> and, and look us up. You'll see that awesome logo. You'll see our awesome colors. So Nadim, a question came in, and I want to read this for you. By the way, Mariaka has just sent something. So Mariaka has sent three questions and a story. So I'm going to read Mariaka's mm-hmm. story first because I think it's okay. a really good one. She she writes. I used to have many nightmares as a child, like my fear of falling or a zombie nightmare during testing sessions. But the biggest nightmare Mm -hmm. that has affected me till this day is car crashes. I've had friends and family members die in car accidents, and maybe that's what triggered it 
But despite whatever triggered it, it is something that has affected me for so long. I used to dream about waking up behind the wheel of a car and crashing and then waking up before finding out if I was dead or not. Because of this, I never want to learn how to drive. Now I'm 17 years old and I'm trying to overcome my nightmare and fear by taking my first driving lesson next week. This nightmare has affected me so long, and despite being terrified, I hope I can overcome this fear. Wow. wow. Well, there's a lot to unpack there. And, you know, Karina, I'm sure you will no doubt overcome this fear. And I'm going to mm-hmm. use a, an example for you. I've had dreams before where I may be drowned. It doesn't mean that after that dream, I haven't gone to the ocean or gone into a pool. And I'm perfectly fine. So... Uh, we cannot let our subconscious and those uh, nightmares turn into real life fears. We have to take them for what they're worth. Yes, maybe in your nightmare you were driving a car that crashed or you saw yourself mm-hmm. behind the wheel crashing, but it, you're, I think you might be taking it too literal. It could be that you were overwhelmed by something and just that's, that's just the vehicle it so happened to have manifested in your dream. could have easily been a helicopter as opposed to uh, a car. So... I I have no doubt that you'll be able to overcome that fear, but also understanding that in your nightmare and your dreams, sometimes things don't necessarily represent what they actually are. So a car may just represent insecurities as opposed to an actual vehicle. Billy, would you, would you agree with that statement? I agree. I do. I I think that's, it's, it's, it's just one of those things where the idea, Mariaka, that you're wanting to do something that is so, um, it, it just has an activity that many of us take for granted, right? We're not driving as much, we're not on the road as frequently. But then to add the extra layer, you've had losses as a result of it because of the cars, whatever those conditions were, it's bundled up into a, a, a modern day fear for you. And if you're going to live in South Florida and li- or live in general in a very progressive city where cars are required, having the means or at least the ability to be able to drive actually puts you at an advantage in the long run. And so I wish her the best with that and and your, your growth in overcoming that. I had those fears too. I used to be afraid to drive on the highway and then here I am today. Right. Or, and, 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 and things, you know, may or may not occur, but the more you think of the negative that may occur, the more likely you're propagating its arrival. So having and putting out those positive thoughts, will help shield and create the reality of what should be good because good things go out in the universe, good things should return. And right. so I hope she can work through that. As that was a very fascinating story. Yeah, thank wow. you for sharing that. But and also good luck to you next week. You are gonna yeah. do absolutely amazing. And she does want to know though, what's here's one for you, what Nadine, what was your worst nightmare as a child? As a child? Um wow. I don't know. That was only like five years ago. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much, Dizzy. I appreciate it. You don't know how much I appreciate that. Thank you. Um, Honestly, I don't recall my worst. I I would probably recall more my my worst uh, nightmare as an adult, not as a child, Um, only because I don't, from what I can recall, there was never a dream that as a child that has stuck with me that I can recall as an adult. So mm-hmm. I, none in, in particular. And I, I know that I had them all the time uh, as a child, but I just can't remember any in particular. Billy, do you, I mean, your memory. I remember one. Me? I, yeah. It's a good question. Actually. That one, I remember one very vividly, which actually I live now. It's so interesting. I remember um, my, in fourth grade, I had this dream and I woke up crying and my grandmother consoled, consoled me. Um, and that was my, that my grandfather had died. He died. And uh, he was one of four deaths. And you know how you see in some, in some other countries, especially in impoverished communities where people are carrying the casket, like through the crowd, that's what was going on here. It was like the weirdest freaking thing in my life that I've ever experienced. I'm like, I'm a child at grade four. So what is that? 10 years old, just about 10 or 11. Like, why am I even experiencing, experiencing this? But I remember it very vividly like it was yesterday. Don't know who the other three folks were who were in their caskets, but I know my grandfather was in one of them, but I never saw him. And that freaked me out. And it woke me up. I woke up crying about it. I woke up crying and I remember her. Um, I remember going into the room because I was in my bedroom. I remember getting up. She was already up for breakfast. And obviously it happened right before I woke I was still awakened. 
And she had, you know, consoled me. And she said, yeah, you're just having a dream. It happens to us all. Yeah. Wow. Very interesting wow. story. Billy, I have a question for you here. Mm-hmm. This is from Jacob. And he says, one time I had this dream where I thought someone was eating my face. I know it sounds weird, but it's true. When I woke up, I felt sore, but nothing was there. I don't even own a pet. Strange. I'm sorry. Billy, stop laughing. <laughs> Billy, what's wrong with you? Stop laughing at this at Jacob. Jacob, Jacob okay. Um, I got to giggle, Jacob. So I have to say, um, well, that is definitely one for the books. <laughs> um, but I will say this: he said he didn't have a pet. Maybe no. when I call it ghost hunter. <laughs> um, no. I, <laughs> All right, I'll be serious here. I'm being so facetious. My apologies. So I would say this: that is so unique. I don't even have a response, honestly, because that seems so that that's so creepy, cool, and in so many ways. And so, wow, to the idea of something. But hold on, not licking your face. The word was eating your face. Eating, eating your face. face. Hmm, that's a whole different level there. The laughter stops. <laughs> So, so two things. Maybe he had seen something of the, you know, Walking Dead or some sort of zombie flick or some something before. Maybe it's stuck in his mind. I'm also going to say that people who bite or clench their teeth, and when you have nightmares, whether you know it or not, people tend to bite and clench their teeth. And when yeah. you do this, you wake up in the morning and you are sore the next day. I know this because I experience this all the yeah. time. Okay. Um, so if you're biting your teeth and you're, uh, clenching your teeth and you start grinding your teeth because you're having a bad dream, you're going to wake up and your, your face is going to be sore and you're, you're going to have that tension in your face. So that is a, a very real thing. So it is possible, Jacob, that because your dream was, was so bad because your nightmare was so bad, you were perhaps maybe clenching your teeth so tight that when you woke up, your face hurt and you were a bit sore. And then it just so happens to correspond with the dream of the face eating. Mm, very good point. That's very good point. Rationalization I'm trying to to give that. That was a great story, Jacob. I want to say thank you for that because it's different. I, it's it's so cool. I mean, actually, right now, now that I think about it, it's actually some amuse or inspiration for a short story, perhaps. I was scared of. So mm. thank you very much, Jacob. That's a great magnified moment that I'd love to see in a storyline. Good job. Huh? So Nadim, I got one for you. Check this one out. So Mariaka has another question for us. So I'm going to go ahead and knock it out because it's a really good one. So earlier we had the question, uh, what was your worst nightmare as a child? Here comes the same, conversely, for an adult. So what was your first nightmare as an adult? My, my first or my worst? I mean, your, your worst. Your worst oh, my worst. Yeah. Um, my worst nightmare as an adult was that I had a, uh, I won't say who, I had a family member that passed away. Mm-hmm. They were trying to speak to me, but this entity covered their mouth and didn't let them give me whatever message it was. And it was felt very creepy, felt very uh, like, you know, something was like robbed or stolen from me because I couldn't get the information I wanted. And that mm-hmm. to me was probably, you know, I know to a lot of people that wouldn't be very scary, but to me, that that's kind of a nightmare that stuck with me, and that was years ago. Wow, a fascinating yeah. story. That's fascinating. What about you? I know that you said you don't have nightmares often, but is there any as an adult that maybe you know stick out to you? I think it was one about a year ago. I think I may have mentioned this to you and 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 Chris, and this was one that I think I want to say early last, maybe late 2019, just before Thanksgiving. Uh, maybe a little longer than a year ago, actually. It was one where I felt like there was, I was, I was battling some entity, but the entity was human, but superhuman, I guess, but had more human than superhuman abilities. It was so weird. And you know how, like I asked you earlier about having the identity when you can see the person's face and you can see who they are. I could not make out the person's face. I could only describe their essence and their body, the physique, the person was six two. They were all, it was like bluish, navy blue and white. Like I can remember these colors for some reason, but I can never see their face. But I know the person was a handsome person. The person was of um, African-American, you know, black. Um, And the person had very 
prominent features that looked like a model, which made this person very alluring to be able to get close to me, to have access to me. It was so weird. And and, and it was like everywhere I went, this person was there. I ended up at the, I was at a mall. I don't even go to the mall, you know, then I was, and then I ended up at a restaurant and some restaurant, I don't even know where it was because I, you know, I'm picky as always. So it was, I was in these weird places and, and circumstances that weren't very typical of my, my living behavior, my, my reality, but the person was always there and they were just smirking and they always wanted to have access and be where I was. They didn't mm. want to hurt me. They didn't want to kill me. They were just present and that creeped me out. It was weird. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I could see where it was. It's just it gave you an odd feeling. It did. It did. Yeah. It gave me a very yeah. odd feeling. It did. I hmm. I have one here for you from. Uh, well, Max, actually, this we just kind of answered this, so I, I'll read his question, but then I'll go to the next one. What is your worst nightmare, fright talk, guys? I think that we kind of already uh, mentioned our worst nightmares. Um, but I'm gonna move on to Tasha, and Tasha says, "I hate clowns." I had this nightmare that I was chasing them through some amusement park. I had fun, but to this day, I still hate clowns. So she was chasing them. She they was chasing, chasing them. Correct. Well, Tasha, you had the upper hand. Clowns. That Well, I guess that's pretty creepy because if in reality you're afraid of them, but then in a dream you seem to have some kind of power or dominion to, be, to run after them, that's even creepier, actually, now that I think about it. You know, because I'm assuming she's afraid of them in reality, but in her dream, she's chasing them, but yet she's afraid of them. You see what I'm saying? It's so different. That's different. Very yeah. Different. The, in the, the, when I looked up the meanings of the dreams with the clowns in it, it said people who may dislike clowns in, in their reality, which is, you know, it sounds like Tasha. Um, but then also it said that it could be somebody in, their uh, life, they could, the clowns in the in the nightmares can represent someone in their life that may um, have ill will towards them or, or want to, you know, threaten them or something to that effect. Uh, but that was just one perception from one particular yeah. website. I mean, there's a lot of different perceptions about it. But the fact, you're right, the fact that she was chasing them, I don't know if it's one of those things of a conquering fear type of uh, nightmare, mm-hmm. but it made it a nightmare because... I don't know. She said she had fun, so it didn't sound like a nightmare, but I guess because she hates clowns and the clowns were in it, you know, I I, I guess she deemed it a nightmare, but it didn't sound like she was very uh, distraught or or disturbed by it because she had fun in the the dream. That's very interesting. Very interesting story indeed. And I know, folks, we're coming up to the half hour mark here on Fright Talk tonight on January 29, 2021. So if you'd like to speak to us, you can call us at 347-539-5372. Again, that's 347-539-5372. Let me say it slowly. And then the other items that you can reach us at is are our email inboxes. We have Everyday Folks at listen at gmail.com. We have frighttalkguys at gmail.com. We have in tabs, and we have Fright Talk Guys on Instagram. So thank you for your comments, and the questions continue. Nadine, here you go. Um, one more from Mariaka before I get to these other stories. Uh, I like this one, actually, because it kind of relates to the thing she asked earlier. Have you ever had a nightmare that affected you, your real day-to-day life? And if so, what was that nightmare? So so I'm not sure if if she means if I've had a nightmare that has, like, come true. As far mm-hmm. as if I had a nightmare that's, like, shook me in my real life, I've had nightmares that I've woken up. Um, anxious. I've had nightmares. I've woken up with my heart racing. I've had nightmares where I've woken up crying as an adult. So um, then it transpires into your real life, right? Because you had such a a bad night's sleep, you woke up shooken up, and that affects you for the rest of the day. And I'm not going to lie to you. There's been times where I've had bad nightmares, and then the following night when it's time to go to sleep, I say to myself, man, I really hope I don't have the kind of nightmare that I had the night before. Yeah. Right. It it was in that effect. It takes its toll. It takes its toll because if you experience something in a nightmare and just you're you're not getting a restful night's sleep, you wake up, you don't feel you feel off. You may think about the nightmare throughout the day. And so it could definitely like throw off your your real life, your real world. Have I experienced a nightmare that's actually come true? No, Mm -hmm. I, I have not. 
um, nightmares based upon certain experiences mixed together, maybe, mm-hmm. but nothing that definitively come true. Um, have you experienced anything like that, Billy? A nightmare no, that is I haven't. Back to I'm with you. Yeah, yeah I, I haven't. I really haven't, and I'm kind of grateful that hasn't happened because I don't, as much as I guess somewhere in my my subconscious, even in my my you know, at not only awake but when I'm asleep, I know it's a dream and I know that it's a vision in my head. And I guess because also, too, I have these other ideologies about dreams, you know, Freudian thoughts and things like that that sometimes creep in. I guess I just register the fact and dismiss the fact as the fact that, that it's just a dream. And so I don't let it kind of control or condition me some way in my, in my natural behavior. But I respect those and, and understand those who can be more impacted if it does debilitate others in some way. Interesting. Very interesting. Hey, Nadim, I got a story for you. Check this out. So this one is, Scott says, I had this crazy dream a week ago. I was in Mexico and hanging out with the hottest honeys. Then one of them decided to rob me. She took everything. Then I ended up falling into this big, dark hole. It was dark. That's when I woke up. Huh. So are we sure that this is a nightmare? And not something that you experienced in real life. Did you end up going to a club, having a few too many, and you got taken? Is that what it is? Because that's what it awfully like sounds like this person might have experienced this in real life. Yeah, and let me also say, Scott, I had to agree with Nadim on this one. You got hot honeys here. You fall into a dark hole. Is this a metaphor for something? I mean, there's a lot going on here in this storyline. <laughs> but also, too, it is scary. There are many. The reality is, Nadine, we hear this a lot with the, um, with the stories here in South Florida, women who lure these men to hotels, right, and take mm-hmm. advantage of these men wake up in the morning. It's almost urban legend-like. They wake up in the morning and discover that their wallets are gone or their Rolexes are, are missing. Uh, or, you know, it's almost as scary as that urban legend where, you know, folks wake up in the morning and you're in a bathtub full of ice and there's a, there's a, a sign next to you saying that your kidney was stolen and sold in the black market. I mean, these crazy things. And so right. it's, it's one, but, but the difference is that's reality. And so Scott, even though your story was your dream, we respect it. I have to say it kind of got dark there because you're having fun in one moment and then you're falling into some dark abyss in another. And that the, yeah. the idea of falling is a very popular type of dream, by the way. It is. It is. It is. Yeah, and and you're absolutely right, Billy. Here in in South Florida, there's no shortness of people trying to run scams. So, um, you know, guys going to a club, uh, pick up someone, and then they wake up the next morning. They don't know what happened. Half their things are gone. And yeah, I mean, you're having fun, and then it turns in, your nightmare turns into a reality. Yeah, yes, very interesting. All right, Billy, I got one here for you from Craig. He said, one day I fell asleep at my mom's house. I had this dream that she and my father just got up and moved away and left me alone in the house. It seemed so real. I told her about it and she just laughed. I didn't think it was funny. Mm, What a story. That's interesting. Well, I guess if we we use some of the 40 or any of the other psychologists who look at this stuff, you know, as dreams is a, a form of wish fulfillment or obviously a nightmare, the uh, the idea of abandonment seems to, uh, it brings us a theme here for Craig's story. You know, the idea of being abandoned and left alone in this house or this space that was commonly populated by people who he loves, that could be scary. That's fa- That's frightening. And there are some people to this day who are afraid of being alone. You know, you know there's a difference of being lonely and then being alone, right? And in this particular case, being alone in a house that was once dwelling, dwelled by others like mom and dad, I pretty good. And Craig, I assume the way that the story is written, I assume you're an adult. So I'm not sure this is an adult, a teenager, what have you. But I do. I, I agree with you. I don't think it was funny at all, especially if it brought you any sadness to your life. Yeah. And any type of dreams, whether it's a parent or anyone else in your life, any types of nightmares, of abandonment, you know, it could be traumatizing, obviously, right? So I, I definitely, uh, I, I agree with uh, you, Billy, and I definitely agree with him. I, I with Craig, I, I don't find, I wouldn't find the humor in it at all. And yeah. uh, I where that dream could be very upsetting to some people, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's very fascinating. What a story. 
Got one for you, Nadim. Here goes from Maria. She writes, I dream of my grandparents all the time, although I've never met them. They Mm. seem nice, but the next day things seem to be odd in my life. It's like they're warning me about something. They're not nightmares, maybe premonitions. So I have read before that it is possible there's beliefs out there that they that people believe that if they have a dream with somebody and they're communicating with them somebody who's passed on in their life somebody they know or are related to that that is the way for the person that's passed on to communicate with someone through their dreams and mm-hmm. through their subconscious and things like that and so it's interesting um it could be also that Maria just has a heightened awareness and maybe feeling when things are slightly off. Um, but could it also be a warning sign? Yes. And, you know, from in my own experiences, I've had dreams with people who have passed on and I then try to interpret, okay, what's the meaning of this? What, what does it mean? Cause it doesn't always make sense. Right. But right. sometimes it doesn't always makes sense. But if Maria is getting something from it, that she says, hey, maybe I should, you know, be on the lookout for this or that, then I think that not necessarily a nightmare, even though it could be scary, it is a dream. And I actually think she's kind of using it as a very useful tool as of, hey, here's a heads up. So I actually think, Maria, you're doing uh, probably the right thing with the dreams that you're getting about grandparents you never met. But also, I think it's giving you an awareness in -hmm. your real life that, that can essentially help you out. Yeah. I mean, think about this, Nadine. What if you had, uh, let's, let's take Maria's story and make it into a movie or something. You have these dreams of people you never met and, they, and uh, or grandparents you never met, but the grandparents are silenced by some demon or entity that's behind them. I'm taking a part of your dream, right? And then you wake up and these odd things are happening in your life that kind of are synonymous to your dream, kind of like Mariaka offered. Definitely yeah. right there is an incredible storyline. Not that we're poking fun at your circumstance, Maria, but it does make great um, course here for a um, a, a plot for a, a short story, a film, a, a book, a novel, what have you. It flows very nicely. There are enough elements there, suspense, to keep the um, the edge of your seat um, aspect for the audience. I think that's super cool. Hmm. Yeah, very cool. Uh, all right, Billy, got one here for you from Walter. Walter says, I dreamed that I was fishing. I kept catching major game. Then one big fish leaped out of the water and tried to eat me. I screamed when I woke up. My wife just looked at me like crazily. Well, I don't know. Maybe the the fish had another meaning of what it was trying to eat you. I don't know. Maybe they gave him a hard time about going fishing on a fishing trip, and maybe he he felt some guilt about it or something to Mm -hmm. that effect. I don't know. It sounds like something he enjoys. Um, I guess that would be the same as if I were go if I were to go to the fridge and a cheesecake tried to eat me. I guess more or less it might be the same thing. I don't know, Billy. What do you think? <laughs> it's cloudy with a chance of meatballs. <laughs> Let me stop. I'll share this. I would say this. My grandmother used to say, and to this day she holds to this, that if she's dreaming of fish, someone is pregnant. But immediately after she has, and, and, and usually she's the one fishing, and she's just catching fish, she's catching fish on the trail. She's predicted my sister and my brother's preg- um, arrivals, in, you know, through pregnancy, of course. She's predicted a couple of my cousins and a couple of my other aunts um, as a result through these dreams of fish. And she said, every time I dream of fish, someone I know is going to get pregnant. Someone I know is pregnant. And so, and, and, and sure enough, usually in most of the cases, it didn't happen immediately. Then all of a sudden, two months later, oh, yeah, I'm pregnant. Surprise. You know, so it was a common thing. And so from being eaten by the fish to catching the fish, the fish as a metaphor as well, it's quite interesting. And the fish does, maybe we should do a show on that at some point. The metaphor, the symbolism behind the fish, you know, in horror, the use of the sea or fish or, you know, or other natural elements. That's super cool. But I will say that being eaten by a fish, I would like to know, uh, Walter, uh, how big is this fish? Because obviously it has to be pretty big to do that and for it to be by the water. Is it a big whale? Is it a killer whale? Or is it some baby piranha? <laughs> so, like, what is it that's eating you? But the fact is, if, if you're afraid of water, 
I guess no one wants to be eaten, right? Or being eaten alive. I always wonder, Nadim, how many of these movies are influenced by what people watch before they go to sleep. Like, you know, a lot of folks will say, oh, I watched that scary movie. That's, that's why I can watch scary movies because they make me go have bad nightmares. I watch a lot of scary stuff before I go to bed. I look at abandoned yeah. spaces. I watch YouTubers doing crazy stuff. Yeah. And I never have a dream of anything related. Now, I will say there have been some things I've watched that I'm like, okay, maybe I should watch this right now because, you know, it's late. <laughs> so I've had a couple of those, but nothing enough where I'd had to turn away because I knew it wasn't real. And I was more fascinated than fearful. That was interesting. Yeah, that's, a that's a good point. And and Walter, based on uh, Billy's story about the pregnancy and the fish dreams, maybe congratulations are in order. I'm not sure. However, I will say that I agree <laughs> with Billy. It depends on what you watch. Some people are susceptible, or so they say, when they see something horror or something that scares them. They're like, no, I don't want to go to sleep. Then I get weird, these weirded out dreams. I, too, as you know, I'm a horror enthusiast, and I don't, you know, I, I I read, I watch, I do all of these things, you know, before I go to sleep, and they're never really, I've, I've never had a nightmare related, let me put it this way, I've never had a nightmare that I can recall related to any horror movie I've ever seen. Right, right. Never. Right. I, I've never had, the same, Nadim, I've never had a nightmare from anything, and I will tell you, there are some movies I've watched, obviously, in my reality, that creep me out. That, you know, it's like, I'll, you know, I look at them through different lenses today, but I'll give you an example. Like as a child, I was creeped out by the, the Hellraiser franchise. Now I can watch the clips in any part of it and go to sleep at night and be fine. Okay. Um, right. Or Exorcist. To this day, I don't want to see the Exorcist. I don't want to watch it because it creeped me out so much as a child. It was very intense because there was this kid who, you know, when Linda Blair played that role, she was just 16 herself spewing all those words. And so I was just moved by that. I'm like, oh, gosh, this is real. Can something evil manifest itself into the living? You know, it's possible. And so you're absolutely right. I, there, there's so many possibilities here that it's endless. Hmm. Yeah. Folks, I, folks, I know you're still listening to us because I still got some questions and comments coming in. Wait till you hear this next story. Um, so thank you for your continued support. You can call us at 347-539-5372, or we can continue to resort to these emails that are coming in. It's pretty awesome. At everydayfolkslisten at gmail.com, at frighttalkguys at gmail.com, and on our Instagram feeds, Nadim's, that is, N-T-A-N-T-A-B-S-C-H, on Instagram, or frighttalkguys. And so listen to this one. This is Decado, D-E-K-A-D-O. Here's the story. I had this nightmare once. I was driving on this long, dark road. I didn't know where I was, but the road seemed familiar. Then this crazy thing just jotted across the road. I hit the brakes briefly, then I hauled ass out of there. Just a week ago, I was in North Carolina, and I felt like it was deja vu. I was on a road that looked exactly like the one in my dream. Interesting. And I will tell you that I've experienced a lot of deja vu as well. Um, yeah. That one in particular. So here's, here's the question I would ask from Decato, right? Decato, Decato yeah. I, I would ask is when you were driving down this road that seemed similar, right, in North Carolina or the same road, and in your dream you had or your nightmare you had something dart across, did something dart across in while you were actually driving? Because that part, if so, it's, it's kind of omitted from the last part there. But there's definitely things I feel that we experience in our nightmares or dreams, and then they kind of play out in real life, mm-hmm. right? So is there an explanation for that? I don't think there's a logical one. I mean, I'm not sure if there's a scientific one, to be honest with you, but I know that I've experienced deja vu, and I'm sure you have as well, Billy, right? Yeah. I've been before. I've seen this before. This looks familiar to me. I know I haven't. I've been here and experienced it, but maybe not in, you know, in live, in person. So I think it's fairly, I don't know how fairly common it is, to be honest with you, Billy. Deja vu, I don't, you know what's funny? Deja vu in general to me, I don't know of a lot of folks today who say it or use the term as much, more than the fact that whenever you run into someone, I'll give an example. I've met some students before or even on television today. Another example, I remember walking into the family room and on the television was a, uh, a, a this guy on Judge Judy talking. And I said to, to Fabio, I said, oh, my God, 
I know this guy. That guy looks familiar. The person, just his essence, something about him looked familiar. Couldn't tell you his name. I feel like I've met him. I've engaged with this person, not in some direct or intimate or well-known way, but this person's essence has crossed my path before. And so mm-hmm. maybe these nightmares that folks are having are helping to recall those things. Those things that may seem foreign are more familiar than we realize. They're right up under our noses. And right. so I thought it was a great story, actually. And I'm speaking of which, in North Carolina, where were you, sir? I'd love to know what part. And because there are some winding rules, but there are dark rules right here in South Florida. Take the full, take the full 41 or take Chrome. <laughs> Right chrome. now, Lindy, take anything. Chrome right now. In fact, do not take Chrome right now. Yeah, or take that Absolutely. There's a lot that can cut, go jotting across the road. Great story. Thank you so much. And then I got one for you. Pablo wants to know, what do people think of nightmares that eventually come true? That's freaking scary. I agree with Pablo that a nightmare that comes true is scary. Or... Is it less scary because you feel like you've already experienced it? Ah, that's a good point. Right. So when you experience something for the first time that is scary, obviously you're you're handling it at the moment of the situation. But what if, follow my theory along for a minute, Mm -hmm. you have a nightmare and then you experience something in real life that Mm -hmm. is your nightmare. The second time around, is it less scary because you've already experienced it once or at least subconsciously already experienced it once? And does it, that reality become exactly a hundred percent like the nightmare? I don't know, Billy, do you think it maybe is less scary the second time around or is it less scary in reality or is it more scary because it is reality and you can't wake up? I, I guess if I follow your, 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 your initial theoretical thought there, I guess the more you experience something, the more numb or prone you become to it. Right. Or, let, or I guess you become less prone to it because of the fact that you've been ex- overexposed. The overexposure makes it familiar, right? So in this particular case, if it's something so, so detrimental or traumatic, and if it happens again and again, that could not be good. It's just like, for instance, I can't get on a roller coaster today. I, um, I, I used to do it as a kid all the way up into my 30s. I, I used to ride roller coasters. But by 36, I think my mind and body said I had enough. And so I decided to keep my feet on the ground. So what changed? What triggered that change, right? And so there's so many reasons or thoughts to that. At the end of the day, we don't know what drives human behavior. We evolve, just like our, our food our, our food interests, right? The things we know today, our taste buds change and our interests change. I hated tomatoes and onions as a child. I love them today as an adult. And so all of these evolutions of our body include the evolutions of our mind, which I think, therefore, take us to the evolutions of our dreams and our nightmares, more or less. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, very weird. Very weird, but, yeah, very philosophical there, too. What are we doing here? <laughs> we, got deep. we got deep, Billy. We got deep in the subconscious. <laughs> we got very deep. Thanks, Pablo. <laughs> I got another one for you, Nadine. Paul says, has anyone seen their pet, has anyone seen their pet in a dream or a pet in a dream? It's freaking weird yet cool at the same time. I've seen my, you know, I have a a dog that's my, he's, you know, my baby. He's 11 now, and I've had him since he was four weeks old, and he's 11 Mm -hmm. years old. So Thor, for those of you that don't know, he's my baby. He's a a dachshund, and he's about 15 pounds of trouble. But uh, in either case, I've had dreams about him, and those dreams are, you know, sometimes they're great because he's there, but sometimes I have dreams where I'm trying to protect him. Uh, and he's never in any danger. I mean, you know, he pretty much runs the house. But I've had dreams where somebody tries to take him, and I'm not. I'm most definitely not okay with that. So yeah, and those to me are a nightmare, right? Because to yeah. me, the, well, my dog's my baby, right? So somebody trying to take my dog, that to me is a nightmare. And then I wake up real pissed off, not sad. Now what I would wake up just upset that somebody even had the audacity to do that. But yes, I've had those dreams before and yeah, they're when they're not upsetting, if you're having like a nice dream about it, then yeah, it's kinda cool. You ever had a dream, Nadine, where you wake up and it it, it could have been a nightmare because obviously it wasn't something good. When you wake up, you're filled with rage. Like there's an yeah. anger. I've had that happen one time where I wanted to there was someone trying to hurt someone in the dream that I was having. And I wanted to stop. I didn't even know who I was helping, honestly. It was nobody I knew, 
But I was in, and I remember waking up, you know, when I woke up, I felt like I had just worked out. I was like, oh my God, this was, I'm filled with rage or anger because I couldn't finish the job. It was so weird. It was just so weird. That happened one time in my life. But to dream of that kid, you know, as you know, we have a pet here at the house. Her name is Sheba. Oh, She's cool. on a diet. She's on a well, diet, by the way. She's right now sitting her nightmare. Yeah, she's living her nightmare because right now <laughs> she's only allowed to have this one cup of food a day. And so she's been sitting and if anyone, I mean, even me, she's been meowing at me because she wants food. Anybody who can feed her. The poor cat is going through a metamorphosis here. I mean, it's, it's like, it's crazy. And she's literally sitting at the bathroom door until it's time to eat because of this new diet plan that she's on. So it's really weird behavior. But the point here is that's her, her nightmare is her reality. But having the dream about Sheba, I've never had that or any pet for that matter. Hmm. I got one for you, Nadine. And I know we're coming down our last few minutes here, 10 minutes less fewer. Um, Cindy says, my greatest nightmare is not being able to wake up. And that's mm. exactly what happened in one of my dreams. I couldn't wake up. It was worse than sleep paralysis. Eventually I awakened. Now I have, I've had insomnia since. Wow. Wow. And I know that, uh, <clears throat> so, okay. There, there's also been the experiences that people have a nightmare, can wake themselves up, for a couple minutes, go back to sleep, and their nightmare continues from exactly where it left off. Mm-hmm. And then there's also uh, times where people will, as she said, tries to wake herself up and, and, and can't, which in some cases is, you know, uh, it could be scary or as scary as sleep paralysis because sleep paralysis, you really can't, you know, your body, your mind is telling you get up or move and you can't really do that. Um mm-hmm. I, I would like to say that if somebody is becoming an insomniac because it's, you know, um, keeping them up, obviously it's time to, you know, seek the help of a medical professional that maybe might help you out or give, me, give you some strategies to help you sleep. Because I will tell you that the mind and the body do need to rest. That's right. Okay. The body do need to rest because that's how you recharge and that's how you're able to do your logical thinking and, and things like that. Though I know it could be scary to some people who've had nightmares, it could be scary to try to go back to sleep the next day or however often if you feel, it's, you know, every time you go to sleep, you have a difficult time waking up. But perhaps a medical professional will recommend melatonin or something. I, I'm not a medical professional, so that I'm just, you know, spitballing here. But I, I would recommend for Cindy to go to a medical professional and just mm-hmm. let her know let them know what's happening. And, and they will much much better can direct her on what's the right course of action, but the mind does need to rest. It does. And it's hard to add that in a demon. It's very hard to rest if it's always on. It's hard to turn it off. And, you know, even there's a lot of research, obviously, on sleep. Like Nadim says, there are medical practitioners who study it. The interesting thing that one thing that folks don't realize, we know the implications of not having enough sleep, right? But Mm -hmm. why do we sleep? Our organs don't stop working. Or organs keep right. working when you sleep, right? And even pets dream. I mean, you've seen Thor, I'm sure, you know, yeah. making or quoting. I've seen Sheba do it over here. Yeah. And it's like, okay, what are they dreaming about? I want to know what's going on. They chasing, in her world, she's chasing some skink. Is Thor like playing outside? Or and a cheeseburger or bacon in his Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, yeah. what kind of dreams are they having? Or are they nightmares? Because maybe that's their response to what they're doing, but they just can't communicate it to us in a human voice, right? And so I, I think that this, this whole idea of nightmares is very real, folks. And I, I think that the, the questions and the comments tonight that we received, they were very genuine. I want to say thank you to all of you. Whether they were real or, fic- or fictional, they were great, great ingredients for our show. And we're greatly appreciative of all of your contributions. So yes. Nadine, and, and, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yes. Yeah. Oh, no, no. Say those, those of you that shared, thank you. Because nightmares and dreams, that's something real personal. So for you to put it out there, we, we appreciate that. And that's why a lot of times throughout this show, you know, Billy would mention his experiences and I would mention mine because if you guys are, are being honest with us sending us stories, the very least we can do is tell you ours as well. I'm sorry, Absolutely. Billy, what were you going to say? You tell me, my I friend. Same thing. I was just going to throw it back at you, brother, and hope that you will not have any more nightmares, okay? I don't want you to have nightmares because if you do, make sure they become great topics for Fright Talk. <laughs> <laughs> all the spicy food and the Popeyes, whatever it is that you need, go ahead and eat up so that you can bring those stories in to Fry Talk. <laughs> I'm going to say something, though. I have, you know, and I know some people take melatonin to sleep. 
And I say yeah. melatonin yeah. to sleep. But let me say this. When I say melatonin, I've had some really screwed up dreams. They're not nightmares, but they're like on the border. So I don't know. Maybe I'm taking too much melatonin when I have taken it. But, you know, it only took me a couple, a couple of times to be like, yeah, I'm not doing this again. Mm. You know, we have to pay. Yeah. I've never taken it. You know, I've never taken it. I've never taken it. And I will say ever since um, COVID, I mean, I've always slept decently, but I think I've slept really well since, you know, the pandemic, I guess, because I don't have to leave the house as much and I'm able to get more of a a natural night's rest. You know, I really want to keep that moving forward in my life as we get back to normalcy at some time in our lives. I just wanted to pay homage, though, just before we go to a couple of movies, like the movie The Cell that starred Jennifer Lopez, where this lady, you know, she she's this doctor, she inhabits the dreams of a of a killer or some crazy psychopath, I think a psychopath. And, it's, I mean, the movie was well ahead of its time. I appreciate it more today than, it, than when I first saw it back in 2001, when it came out in the theaters, and I saw it at the theaters. And so now, you know, 20 years later, People, I, I just saw one of the, 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 the Facebook channels that we're on. Someone asked, has any of you seen this? Because we got a lot of these IGNs out here who are looking at these movies, these classics. And a lot of folks were commenting how great a movie it was and how different it was. And it different is good today. You know, it's more appealing yep. to me. It's more unpredictable. So shout out to that. And, of course, Freddy Krueger. I mean, yeah, talk about having that. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And the idea that people will that their nightmares are so terrible in Nightmare on Elm Street, that their nightmares are so terrible that they don't want to experience Freddy. They can't, they don't want to sleep. Because when they sleep, that's when Freddy comes after them in their dreams. And obviously we know that it was just a movie, but it was, um, you know, it was at, at the time, even still to today, it was just a great, it was a great spin on horror movies. And it actually created one of the most known horror franchises in history. One of the most sold Halloween masks in history is the Freddy Krueger mask as well with the with the gloves. So yes, definitely a shout out to them. Uh, the Cell was a very good movie. I remember mm-hmm. the Cell, it was a very good movie. I think I had it in v- on VHS actually, but it, it was a great movie as well. So I, I do hope that some people who have certain nightmares or dreams that listened into the show today, I hope they don't feel that. I hope what they take away from it is that. Sometimes you have a dream or a nightmare and you think it's maybe not normal. And then you realize other people have similar nightmares or nightmares about the same topics, like clowns, like drowning, like being chased, like teeth, being spitting out teeth and stuff like that, or snakes or rats or whatever, spiders. Mm-hmm. A lot of people have these dreams. So if you mm-hmm. do have these dreams or these nightmares, don't feel like you're the only one. I know it could be scary at the time, but definitely don't feel like you're the only one because it does happen to a lot of people as well. And you heard that all folks from Dr. Nadine Tabs, who yeah. just recently published a book on dreams, dreams deferred. You can pick up your car. Co- I'm just kidding folks. <laughs> it was so well done. Nadine, that was amazing. And folks, we have more amazing stuff for you. We hope that you'll join us in the next two weeks. You could go on to everydayfolksradio.com and click on news and podcast. There's a sub menu there of all of our Fright Talk show series themes and topics that we have tentatively planned up until October this year. So go there, or November this year, rather. Go there and check it out. We're super excited. We may make some modifications here and there as appropriate, but we're trying to skip, stick to the script. So you keep those questions coming and those interests as well. And so that show next is February 12th at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on Everyday Folks Radio. So subscribe and stay tuned to our Instagram. Any final words, Nadine? Well, I just want to thank everybody for listening. This is episode number 13. Go back. You have 13 hours of content now that you can listen to, including this show. That's 13 hours. That's more than half a day. What else are you going to do? Work? Nah. Listen to the podcast. Listen to the Fright Talk, guys. <laughs> Go to Instagram and follow us at Billy at Fright Talk Guys on Instagram, or always you can email us at frighttalkguys at gmail.com. Next week's show, Billy, you want to tell them the topic? I'm excited about it. We're going to try to cover as much as we can in an hour of that show. Oh, folks, you got to be here. Charles Manson is our ingredient. Make sure that you're here to listen. Got a lot to say. That's right. And let me tell you, there's a lot of people that uh, listened in and contacted us for the Zodiac Killer. So I can only assume that it'll be uh, 
more or less the same for the Charles Manson episode coming up. Until our February 12th show, folks, please thank you for your, thank you, stay safe, and look forward to see you in two weeks. Take care. Have a good night. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.